make a piece of America black. It's called trove. It's called it's called trove. Trove. We the last of the vintage flow as we carry it on our shoulders. I keep my friends close and the devils a lot closer. When the freedom riders approach them, they appetizers for vultures. Soldiers of fortune and never no match for soldiers of culture. My flow is so fucking honest. You said you wanted to hear it. You lied, cause all you wanted was for me to lift up the spirits. The truth is too fucking ugly. And trust me, the shit got layers. You touch me, you think you're tough. Leave the truthless as rugby players. The truth is too say it's disgusting. The truth saviors remove with the gag. You niggas sweeter than fruit flavors. The truth slayer. Proving it's true to the hide from it. You misguided as missiles or a suicide bomber Taking orders from the mullah Waiting for karma to pull up these stones No match for bullets It's rarely ratchets and fullers Got a race in the mean a lie Like the chase in the wood car car Like honor and being a martyr And a terrorist is a rock star Dodging the Abu Dhabi You're dodging the paparazzi Still probably as popular as swastikas the Nazis The cops protect the property properly When they crack a head Murderers get as cocky as Perseus When they crack a death I wonder we'll be running through these crackers' heads And why niggas are spilling with blood in Cincinnati cats with black and red I take an act of fact, go back to bed Allergic to the fumes, having a funeral for the news Cause the fact is dead The trust is gone from the neocons to Barack Obama America eats young from Casey Anthony to Akamon wow. Fix it and mix it up like martial arts in the octagon I the fire to burn down Babylon Take a piece of America Death by suicide bomb, Protestants, Bibles, or Quran, or Islam. From Genghis Khan to Vietnam, I can smell the napalm. Rape victims, rip stockings, redneck clan members doing church bombings. Innocent fetuses being aborted with no options. Humans, government, ruin them. Worrying what weapons could be used to be nuking them. Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem. Slaves treated like property. The Pearl Harbor, the Hiroshima, the Nagasaki, Adolf Hitler, to every murderous Nazi, to the Gambinos, to the Gaudis, to every mafia atrocity. Child pornography, babies starving to die in the poverty. Serbians fighting Croatians in Yugoslavia. Muslim women being Raped up to 40,000 in the war Bosnia The 50 million killed in the second world war The government poisoning the minds and the bodies of the babies That are born poor Airplanes blown up by Islamic extremists and religion There's always drama whether worshiping the prophet The Muhammad or Jesus More pox and Napoleon Troops dying from typhus From the Spanish flu to the Black Plague Today it's the AIDS virus Bodies in coffins Political extortions Racist mobs murdering Willie Turks Michael Griffith and Yusuf Hawkins Check the murder rate It's the human nature The murder and hate The Catholic Church claim women were witches And burn them at the stake Pedophile Predators attacking, 38 Beretta used by Gandhi's assassin, 16 bullets in Malcolm, it happened up town Manhattan, a homicide, Reagan, 80s epidemic, a cracking, soldiers in action, dying in Iraq and never coming back, and now let's, let's take a piece of America back. You will learn. It's called trove. It's called trove. It's called. It's called. It's called. It's called. You will learn. It's called trove. It's called. 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 Trove. Do oh, opening to your
Welcome to Third Rail Radio. A call in now. A six four six nine two nine one four eight zero. Now your host, Antichrist's seventy three and Encap Dalek. <laughs> about anything that you guys want to go ahead call in six four six nine two nine one four eight zero and the BTR call username is BTR listener zero twenty-three. Good evening, my brother Dalek. How are you, man? <laughs> my co host, my little buddy Dalek, is a little under the weather tonight. Um I thank him for uh uh putting the show together for us and uh we're looking at a Wednesday night here. It's a little bit after midnight on the East Coast. Had quite an active day in the United States. Several mass shootings. Um, of course, always. Of, co- of course. Uh, we're looking at that as SOP, I guess, these days. Um, standing operating procedure. And I know there's a bunch of moms out there going, oh, no, that's not us. That's not what we do. But you know what? It is what we do right now. Um and I followed this uh, uh, San Bernardino uh, County shooting for a while and then kind of got bored of it, ADD kicked in. Um, and I'm I'm off of it. Last I heard was uh, um, that two of the uh, suspects um, of the uh, three have been apprehended. Um, one is dead, one is apprehended. And one is at large. Um, oh shit! And uh, um, it, it was a pre- it was a pretty exciting day on the old scanner um, while that was going down. Oh and yeah. And I had I had some time to indulge in the scanner, so that that was fun for a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, it seems it's almost like our political system. We have two choices of who did this, right? Uh, Muslim extremists or white supremacists. Um, they could so- fall somewhere in the gray area, but uh, we'll, yeah. just have to let, we'll just have to let time time tell us. Or if anybody knows better, um, call in and we'll talk about it. There was also a shooting in Georgia um, today that has been pretty much unreported by uh, the mainstream media. Um, and the third one, quite honestly, I lost interest in mass shootings for the day. Um, so it eluded me. Um, Dalek, how are you besides feeling a little bit under the weather? Well, I'm kind of, you know, doing whatever, you know, I was working today. So, you know, I, I'm always a worker. You know, I'm a hard, hard Yes, you are. Worker. What were you doing today? Because you're always well, I was, like I was helping out. Things. Well, I was helping out uh, get the four choices up. Um, now the we're going to do the, the four choices um, nice. up. 
Uh, and then after that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, help kind of remove the stucco out tomorrow. Um, there's so you, there's a you lot work of with uh, with your fam right now. I, I'm working with my dad and my uncle. Um, nice. And then I'm gonna have to go to work um, around a place. I forget even I forgot my fucking place where I even work. Um, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Target. It was Target. God damn it! Why am I? What am I doing anymore? Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm doing all those kind of crazy shit, and you know, what whatever works, you know, what I need to do. And I guess you opened up the uh, tiny chat, which is not bad. Anyways, um, so <sighs> there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I've done. Anyways. There's a ton of things. All right, um, and and right away I'll I'll welcome um, our co-host went on K Street. Um, he's on the line with us. Really? And, uh, indeed, and and simulcasting okay. from Vermont. And uh, oh, um, I know he was on the uh, he was on the scanner. We were all hyped up today up here about that. Oh yeah, about that whole thing. Yeah, JavaScript sucks. Um. But uh, so he is on the line with us, and we also have we have uh, Turkey and Russia to talk about World War oh. Three, um, oh and then we and then we have some less serious things to talk about. We have some lulzy things to talk about, like Ghost Sack. Yeah. Um, I would I would love somebody to call in and explain to me what the fuck is going on with. Michael S. S. Smith the second. Um, I don't know if you've seen this cat. Uh he did an interview on Fox, but apparently he's the owner. I didn't know you could own an anonymous account, but he is the owner of GoSec Security and runs um it's I don't, I guess it's kind of the anti anonymous uh ISIS op. Um, and clearly has a direct the feds um, if he's not a fed himself, um, but also an interesting scenario. Um, and I would oh, and Glenn just said it's Jester BS, which which I wouldn't doubt. Um, or yeah, or along along that lines. And if he has any information, I always love it when Glenn calls in. Um, but. Uh, I don't know that the whole thing has struck me funny. Um, and as usual, I thought Rebel was was responsible for this whole for this whole troll, but uh, I guess not. Perhaps it is Jester. Um, but either way, that, that's an interesting thing to uh, that we can discuss. And uh, again, tons of things. Oh yeah. Um, so it, it, go ahead, my brother. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh... I I wanted to uh get into the um uh the California San Bernardino whatever I don't really care. Um so I guess it was a planned attack. It was very organized. I guess these people had um some Kevlar. They were pretty much full like they were pretty much all fu- fucking stocked up to the brim uh with weapons and armor. Uh, these people shot down four, 
they killed 14 people and wounded very many. Um, they also wounded a cop. Um, and this was in California. Because, of course, that's what fucking San Bernardino is. Um, which is really, really interesting due to the fact that, um, I mean, the uh, the gun laws over in California are very, very, you know, very, very strict. And it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, there's so many guns, like, going around. They were all packed up and full to the brim. And they're like, okay, you know what, we need to have more gun laws, even though that didn't really work in California itself. Well, you know what, if 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 you take, um, like, cause, reaction, solution, um, yes, I, I am as puzzled as you are um, when things like this happen and people are without means of self-defense, cowering under desks, locked in storage closets, um, and nobody has a piece on them. Um, you know, to to fight back, um, and uh, without trying to sort of take the stance of a gun nut, it does seem like a lot of these shootings do happen in in uh, gun free quote unquote gun free zones. Um, and as you and I have talked about a, a little bit, I have sort of a, a complicated view of the, of this. Well, I don't really believe in any of the amendments. Um, or the Constitution, but I have a sort of a, a contrary uh, uh, uh That dude is crazy as fuck, bro. Uh, but I do have sort of a uh, almost a uh, contradictory view on gun control. Um, but uh, I'm interested more in what you're, what the thread you're on, Dalek. So, in your opinion, had somebody had um, a piece on them, they may have been able to fight back sooner before 12 were killed. And these cats were definitely armed to kill a whole lot more. And we don't oh, know yeah. if, the whole, if we don't know if the whole situation is over yet. Um, in fact, no. I heard in, 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 when I heard it coming over the scanner, what it reminded me of immediately um, was a bank robbery. I think it was 92, maybe 93 in Hollywood, California, where uh, two guys um, hopped up on uh, meth, uh, robbed a bank in Hollywood, California, and these motherfuckers were strapped. Uh, mm-hmm. They had so much alarm on the cops. Were, at this at this time in history, cops still carried their stub revolvers or their 38s. There were no Glocks. Um, yeah, there are 38 specials and fucking, yeah. And these guys were, there was a guy, one of the bank robbers was behind the wheel of a car driving at, um, you know, five miles an hour while his buddy walks alongside of him, popping shots at cops with his automatic weapon while taking fire from the cops' revolvers, like, literally bouncing off of him. He had so much body armor off of him. And uh, this standoff, yeah, the West Hollywood job, that shit was off the charts, man. I watched that shit live. Um, and these 
guys were both of Eastern European descent. They clearly knew how to handle weapons. Um, they were high, and uh, they were pretty much unstoppable. If they had gone to that bank to kill people, they could have killed as many people as they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, they were bank robbers, though. They weren't terrorists. Uh, yeah. And, and this reminded me of, of this simply because of the, uh, um, you know, the reports that came out from the early witnesses that these guys were, were jacked in, in Kevlar and body armor and masks and so on. Um, but, uh, you know, so a pretty dramatic scene in, in San Bernardino County, which is humongous. And San yeah. Bernardino the part where this happened is uh, all of San Bernardino County is east of L.A., but this was in the western tip of it, close to L.A. Um, and a pretty pretty dramatic scene, and I'm not so sure if it's over yet. Um, and actually, since the acute situation died out, I haven't seen a lot of reporting of it. Um, you know, I keep, no. I keep waiting for the hammer to drop, like... Uh, there was an early report that one of the one of the shooters' name was Saeed Farouk, or Farouk Saeed, or Farouk Saeed, uh, Farouk Saeed, or Saeed Farouk. Uh, the poor guy um, is actually a worker at the building um, in which the shooting took place, who witnessed um, uh, an employee who is a suspect and may or may not be dead. Um, a county worker um, come into work very agitated, uh, remained agitated, and uh, and left um, work. And then 30 minutes later, he says he saw him return, and two minutes later, the shooting started. So um, uh, Saeed Farouk, or Farouk Saeed, is, is not a suspect. He's not a terrorist. So all you white nighters out there, just pump the brakes and slow down. Don't ruin some poor guy's name. Uh, yeah. In vain. Um, so I get. So, do you think it was also uh, planned by like white guys, or um, I I don't know, like uh, what their ethnic origin is, but. Um, Who's the person that got shot first? I mean, I, it, was it inside a bank too? You you know, to be honest, as as much as I was listening to the scanner, um, wait, what are we talking about? And and I'm gonna bring Wen on K on right now because he he'll know more than this. But it was hard to even tell, um, you know, how long they were in the building. Um, and again, this building was not a Planned Parenthood building. Um, which was initially reported, but there is a Planned Parenthood across the street, and um, there are some reports that they had rented out the lobby um, for a luncheon, that Planned Parenthood had rented out the, the lobby yeah, for a luncheon. Yeah. Hold on, let me bring Kay on, because Kay has been following the situation and, um, all day as well. Um, so, uh, well on K Street, welcome to Third Rail Radio. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Uh, when did you see this whole thing go down today? Uh, I just got it on the uh, the scanner app. Lit me up when people started listening. And 
when I when I caught word of it, it was already 20 people shot. Uh, and then the initial reports that it was Planned Parenthood, which I guess there is one nearby, but Planned Parenthood was pretty quick to come out and say that it, it wasn't at their facility and um, wasn't targeted at them. Okay. Well, I mean, I, well, we'll get into that late, later discussion because that's actually a really um, thing that I also really want to talk a little bit about. But that's, uh, and I might get like a little bit people anyway. But oh, uh, let, let let's get back that's into what it. We're here um, for Dallas, off the tracks, baby. All right, but um, so so what were these people of like ethnic origin? Were these people like from what I've heard? You know, these people. Kind of one of the suspects is kind of, I, I guess Sarik Farood um, was not one of the uh, one of the suspects. Well, that's always good. Um, but these people were like fucking packed to the brim with weapons, armor, and also just just everything else that they can get. I mean, they rode in a black they rode in a black vehicle. They wore masks. I mean. I, it was That's definitely planned. Because, it was definitely you know, planned. talking about the people that initially went in, uh, you know, oh, it was a workplace, you know, issue, and, and they left angry, and then they came back and shut the place up. But these guys had all these weapons, obviously had stockpiled enough ammunition. There's still the issue of there was a number of pipe bombs reported, one there, um, one on the street. They were worried about their house. Like, this was planned long before, you know, somebody got upset at the Christmas party this morning. And yeah. the fact that it was multiple shooters, you know what, you, you get upset with somebody at work and you go home and call your butt and, you know, everybody masks up and you go out with guns. like Plus the body armor. Yeah, it, it's very, it was very much more premeditated and, you know, thought out than any of the explanations they're kind of giving right now as far as the, you know, workplace violence angle goes, in my opinion? I would agree. And and as, uh, you know, and as we all know, this this show is pure speculation and, and fun and, and, and bullshit. We don't have to source anything or any, anybody. Um, you know, and my sort of uh, speculative prognosis um, about the gentleman showing up to work today, and again, he is a county worker, which means he's a California state worker, um, uh, if, if, if this description is correct, um, came to work agitated because he's in a sleeper cell, and he knew today would go day. Um, and that would be the only, the only explanation for uh, people observing his agitation at work. Um, and uh, and then him leaving and then and then activating. But again, you know, we we have no idea if if the, the guy who is accusing at this point we have no idea if the guy who is accusing uh, the agitated worker had a vendetta against him, maybe distilted lover, who knows? Um, the fact that as of right now um, they're not. Um, releasing any information about uh, sort of the ethnic or racial or religious identity of the shooter, I think is telling in itself. Um, yeah. 
you know, um, in, in the over politically correct world we live in, um, there, uh, there seems to be a desire to, um, uh, uh, tell people what they want to hear as opposed to tell people what, what the truth is. Um, so I don't, I, I, to your questions, I don't know the answer, Dalek, and I don't think it's been definitively reported, um, the guy who died in the car or, um, the guy who was taken into captivity, I don't think their name or their identities have been released, um. I do know when that name, uh, Saeed Farouk or Farouk Saeed, came out, um, I saw about 90,000 tweets immediately that said, oh, what religion do you think he is? Uh, Yeah. But you know the people up in the NRA war room were just sitting there busting nuts. They found out it was a Muslim. They were like, please don't be white, please. It was a Muslim? Dude, they did shots of wild turkey. You know it, man. They did like the old wild turkey, like thirty-year-old shots. Well, oh yeah. Good stuff. I mean, to be let's just say this. I mean, I know that their Muslims are not, you know, like these people who are like really bad individuals. We know NF. I know Davi Barker. Uh, fucking oh gosh. Um. I mean, these people are like wonderful individuals who are also Muslim. I mean. There, there, it's not like Islam is a bad religion. It's just some of the extremists that want to put that out as in their own ways, and that's kind of like the same thing with also Christians. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's no religious text that, if you read in its entirety, doesn't have absolutely batshit crazy fucking parts of it that oh, yeah. talk about war and genocide and bloodletting and. Armageddon and sleeping with cousins and sisters and brothers and like all sorts of pain and angel shit and you know they, I mean there's no it's all crazy the Old Testament why the fuck do you think Christians wrote a New Testament because the Old Testament was too fucking wacky so we needed an update right well the Quran hasn't been updated yet or won't be but but you know Probably this, this insistence or this blanket this blanket um accusation that that Muslim, that islam is a is is a is a religion of violence and and aggression and usurpation is fucking insanity in the world we live in right now like well, i mean i mean yeah the Christians, the inquisition really yeah. and, and the christians aren't really do you know what they did to people in the inquisition you know what the crusaders did to people Unspeakable thing, unspeakable, untellable thing. You know mm-hmm. that Fox News wouldn't even mention. Like, so we all have that shit in us. You know, that's the recognition that needs to go on. Like, humans have an ultra-violent side. It doesn't matter what fucking altar they pray at. Oh yeah. The importance is the recognition of that side, and and. Being able to to control it, have some discipline over. Yeah. But if you get into a and if you get into a faction, or you get into a a, a cult like group, um, then then the people who lead those groups, um, whether they're you know imams or priests or David Kokesh, um, they know 
they know the buttons to push. Yeah. These, these, you know, these, these triggers in people, in certain vulnerable people to fucking, you know, get them to do what they want to do. Oh, yeah. And I think it's also very telling, you know, I, I think it's kind of still insane that, you know, Colorado is always like this place where, you know, crazy people are always going to be crazy. I mean, come on, let's see Combine. I mean, fucking the, 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 the mass shooting over around the theater. I mean, you got also that person going around. Uh, wasn't wasn't he like part of like a, a bank heist? Uh, the report said. When? Uh, last week, about the planned ha- the the Planned Parenthood thing. Oh yeah, well that uh, you mean the Planned Parenthood shooting? Yeah. In, in Colorado, it is. Now that you mention it, you know, whenever I think of Colorado, I think of like weed and kayaking. I or think abortion. I you do? Yeah. I think of weed and mountain biking. Yeah, like, you know what I think about Colorado when I think about it? I think about my home, my family, and then I also think about crazy little shitbags all the all the way down in fucking Denver, okay? Denver is an evil, scary fucking place. They breed fucking psychopaths. I'm not going to lie. I hate to say no, it. Right. They breed them. You know the only cities I've ever been scared in was Denver? Yeah, Denver's scary. And I've been in a lot of bad neighborhoods. Yeah. And the And the scariest thing was... There were so many white people looking at me like I was black, and I'm really white. I was scared. Well, I mean, you kind of act a little bit black, but that's aside from the point. But Denver's kind of scary. I mean, it's a hipster culture, crazy fucking place. But, you know, no, no, that's a bad place to live in. That's a bad place to live in. Never live there. My family lives there. I'm kind of scared for them. I pray for them every single night, but fuck me. Well, we have, in Vermont, we have our little mini Denver. It's called Barry, right? And they actually have a lot of overlapping industries. Um, and uh, um, there, there are a lot of parallels. And, you know, I think wherever you have a, a population where uh, people work hard, um, they make an honest living, um, but they work much harder than, than sort of the intelligentsia, as far as physically, and then that industry is taken from under them, like a rug swept, um, in you know, very quickly with very little adjustment time. I think that that what happens is um, you have uh, you get you get a high you get a high drug rate and a, and a higher crime rate, um, and it's a combination of of bitterness and contempt for uh, the state or the apparatus that took your work away or your industry out of your city um, and and uh, energy that has no outlet. And I think Denver's like, you know, Denver suffers from that. That, that was a huge industrial town, um, you know, with a, with a very strong middle, middle, Lower middle class workforce, blue collar workforce. Yeah, I mean it's just fucking insane. Unfortunately, I was I wasn't kind of listening because I was talking to my dad, and you know, 
me and my uncle were giving him shit because, you know, he lost and he won. It's kind of fucking funny. Anyways. Wait, hold on. Say that again? You can't just say that and then say anyways. Well, I said, no, no, no. We were just giving my dad shit, you know, because he lost uh, at, like, a little poker game. And full one. So, pretty fucking funny. So, I mean, your your dad, your dad is a is a blue collar dude, like works his ass off. What does he think of all this bullshit? Uh, he he just and thinks he's kind of bullshit himself. I mean, it's just kind of insane. But yeah, but like I said, you know, Denver, stay away from Denver. You know, the less you. The less you're in Denver, the better you're off. You know, maybe, like, watch, like, an Avs game or something like that if you're a Colorado, or, you know, probably go down to, like, the really, like, Water World or fucking Elitch Gardens, but that's it. Just, that's there, it and go. You just mentioned a water park? Yeah, there's a water park. I, I love the water park, man. There's, like, a there's like a fucking bungalow, and there's, like, a huge wave pool. Sweet, a bungalow. Yeah, like you just go up nearby this place, and then you just like get lifted right on the other side, and they could walk. And I fucking love it. I, if I ever, if I, they serve drinks like fucking good old fashioned adult drinks, kids drinks, whatever I'm the fuck in. you have. Yep. I'm in. Hell yeah! You know what? I want to buy it one day in my life. If I get, like, a few million dollars, or fuck that, dude, I'll, I'll buy it. Hold on, we gotta do the tiny home thing first. Oh, absolutely. Before you go buy water parks. Yeah, do you know what the insurance is on the water park? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. A little bit too much. But, like, yeah. And, and I'm so sorry, puppy. Puppy, I'm so sorry that we forgot to put it around Revolution Radio. Um, hopefully, you do not reprimand us. Uh, I, I, I still feel really, really bad, though. But anyways. Oh, shit, that's my fault. Oh, I well, take full accountability for that just because I, I'm a flake and I forgot. Oh, <laughs> all right. But yeah. Yeah, let's do the tiny home thing because, you know, that's that's what we got to do. But yeah. My dad, my dad's kind of like a little bit of a conservative. I, I think he's more libertarian than most. Uh, my uncles like the same thing as my dad. I mean, they're they're twins, you know. So you know, they they pretty much look like both the same, and they kind of still act the same. You're the son of twins. Yeah. What sort of genetic mutation allele does that produce? I wonder. The Robocop. Oh. Maybe. You oh, know. you're going to do it with Hillary did, the R-O-L-F. Well, my mom, you know, I mean, like, my mom actually first liked my uncle, and then she liked my dad. And then she had my bigger brother, and then I had my other bigger brother, and then had me, and then had my little, bro- my little sister, and then I had my little brother, and then my dad. So wait, are any of your brothers and sisters your uh, uncle? Oh, wait, my uncle. I didn't. I didn't phrase that right. Are any of your brothers and sisters' father your uncle? No. No. Okay. No. 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 No inbreeding. No. 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 That wouldn't be inbreeding, though. It would just be that. And 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 you know, I I'm I am not. Uh, this is my voice is not judgmental. My God, you 
know, my, my mom was 14 when she had me. I can't talk about any of it. Um, I, I was just, I, that wouldn't be in reading. It would just be that your mom fell in love with twins, which I don't think is that uncommon. Well, I, it's not really, yeah. I mean, my, I mean, they are identical twins, and my mom, my mom really likes my, uh, my uncle just as in a friend. My dad, you know, he's kind of a little bit, you know, stubborn, but that's aside from the point. Um, but you know, they he made us, and also he went a little bit jiggy with uh, another individual, and he made my half brother Ryan. Um, yeah. So. What uh? So what? I mean, what, how can we do this uh, this tiny home thing? Um, what we need to do is... Well, that was quick, you know, from mass shootings down to tiny homes. We need to rewrite how young people get a little piece of the pie, as the Jeffersons said. You know, little because, pie. like, going for a traditional home loan... Um, these days, especially if you have student loans, um, it's not it's not very realistic. Um, you know, the, the the burden of student loan um, almost almost exclusively disqualifies you from obtaining a home loan unless um, you know you're in in medicine or law or something like that. So how you know so. The double burden of, of uh, a mortgage and student loan, one of those two things needs to be removed. Um, and the most controllable on this side is the home mortgage. And I think that people for to, to be able to operate at their best uh, need a little a little slice of earth. Um, for a quiet well, okay, mind, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, go I mean, ahead. here's one. No, go on, go on first. You first. No, I'm done. I rambled enough. No, you know, ramble on a little bit. I mean, I uh, want you to get your point out straight. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do it now. I know how it was Do it for me to get a home. So. And, and now it seems even even more impossible, um, you know, because of the re- what the main reason I just mentioned. Not you know, not to mention. I mean, who the fuck has fucking you know fifty grand in the bank for a down payment? Who? Yeah. You know, I mean, people barely have enough for first month, last month, and fucking security deposit. Oh yeah. And so these are like the pragmatic things, like. Okay, so the obstacles to to having a healthy mind and 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 a little tiny 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 sliver of security because you know where you're going to go home every night and sleep every night and there's heat and there's water, et cetera. Like that's a huge part of the human experience, you know. Like I think that's pretty much one of the top three, and 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 it's been it's now cost prohibitive. Um, and I don't think that's fair to your generation, you know, and what our case generation. Um, 
you know, it, 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 what, what it really does is it just exponentially grows the divide between the haves and the haves not. Oh, yeah. And I think this is kind of interesting, right? I mean, people can live off the land. People can, uh, people can do all these kind of things, and especially with uh, the idea of the tiny home. I mean, you have like a small patch of land to live your life on. You know, I mean, it's mortgage free. I mean, maybe for the lot, it's going to be like two hundred dollars, but that's actually pretty easily attainable with just having a job or um, making your own money just by doing other kind of forms of, I mean. Labor work, I mean, especially if we're going to build up a lot with, like, 11 acres, that's a lot of land. Absolutely. I mean, for what not, is. We're not talking about free living. You know, we're not talking about a fucking welfare. No, we're not talking about welfare, but we're talking about cheap – we're talking about, like, cheap, affordable housing. Affordable. You know, yeah. affordable housing that essentially goes back to sort of – um, the sense of community. You know, the philosophy that you make of what your life you put in. Exactly. And and give some of that power back to the individual, you know, where not every fucking hour of your day is predicated by the state and what the state demands and what the state costs, um, you know. And yes, of course, self-sufficiency, self-education, learning through community, um, learning just by being around other people. So many people live in such an isolated world. You know, they're divorced from other human beings. It doesn't cost them just in their social skills, but they don't learn anything. You learn when you're around people. You learn what's right. You learn what's wrong, you know, um, and you can learn as much from both. And to you know uh you know to 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 have almost a built in community um where the point of the state uh one of the dri- driving forces of the state is to divide and conquer um I think it's a slap in the face of the state i think it i think it it goes some some distance to to remedy um you know, the sort of the malady that's been put on us. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe... And I I guess Glenn is putting up an issue about, like, climate. And, uh, I mean, maybe, like, uh, around Vermont, yeah, maybe it's, like, pretty fucking freezing. I mean, you're not going to get very much of crop yields. I mean... Oh yeah, but there. I mean, there. Uh, I mean, if you want to go out in in you know in the field in in uh, late November, early December, like right now, with a fucking donkey and a and a wooden plow, yeah, you can go fuck yourself and get bent because you know what, you're gonna shoot yourself in the mouth in about ten weeks. Yeah. That's no good. But what? But I mean, like. You take advantage of markets. We have we have a value added brand to Vermont, right? Anything you yeah. grow in Vermont and you grow it well fetches two to three dollars a you know a unit, whether it's a pound, an ounce, or whatever more in Manhattan, Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, um, 
you know, than any other brand just because it's grown in this soil. So you fucking throw down five acres of fingerling potatoes, Russian fingerling potatoes, right? A fucking pole can grow fingerling potatoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty fucking easy. But anybody can. So these sell for $7 a pound, you know, five acres. I mean, the the arithmetic is simple. Um, And then you start from there as a base. Um, and 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 then you figure out, okay, so what's the best way to to plant these things with an Android phone, GPS, and a robot that can plant them? You design the robot, you design the app, you know, you you, you build the mesh system, and then you you know you you parlay that into something else. Um, you know, I, I mean. A, I'm pretty explicit. Like a, a makerspace is what we have to go back to. Does that mean that everybody wants to go to a fucking factory and put one piece on a fucking widget? Absolutely not. You know that's a nightmare. But people want to play with 3D printers. People want to see the, what they can do. People want to see, you know, what 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 the capacity of motherboards are, circuit boards are, drivers are, quantum computing. You know, and Every advancement you make, you you fucking redesign a servo to drive a remote control car or a little fucking fan that can cool a remote control car motor better than the one that is right now. You patent it and you make money off it. You put it back into the community and it grows, you know. Oh, yeah. And, of course, there's base, you know, there's base revenue things that that are... that are built in that require everybody to pitch in, like harvesting potatoes, you know, or planting potatoes, uh, or, or teaching other farm. people to uh, teaching people how to uh, use Linux, or how teaching how to uh, let people operate the uh, the um, operating system uh, for the potato growing robot. Yes, exactly. Well, with the hardware comes the design of the software, but I mean. And then in the meantime, it's a it's a collaborative loop of like-minded people who, um, you know, could most likely have put together, do anything from start, you know, um, a uh, web website design company to a uh, social media persona management company to a security firm. You know, it's it's about putting the people together where... Everybody is so disparate right now. Yeah. All right. So my answer to Glenn's climate question, which is legitimate because it gets cold as fuck in Vermont, right? Um, So when the uh, living units are designed, one of the, um, you know, the the chief things taken into consideration is warmth. Um, you know, in an absolute fantasy world, I would love to be able to raise enough money to drill right into my thermocline, into the um, into the rock, uh, into the granite in Vermont that, that produces enough heat to run a fucking village. Um, you know, but that's that's a considerable expense, um, but it can be done. Um, you know during the winter, um, the, the five-year plan would, would be to have the community and the property successful enough so everybody could go to Jamaica and smoke pot during the cold months. 
Yeah. Absolutely, and plus, I mean, when you're, especially when you're talking about insulation, I mean, it wouldn't be really that hard to, uh, when you're within a very small space, you actually can actually have, like, a nice area to, like, kind of keep yourself warm. And oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've been mean, up here for 20 years. Um, you know, I have a, I have a fireplace, um, and, uh, it heats, yeah, it gets, it gets cold, but, um, minimal effort to insulate, uh, to sort of cut back on drafts, um, uh, you know, makes a tremendous difference. Yeah. Which um... yeah, thermal, thermal bat works huge. Um, you know, uh, and and we're also talking about like a, you know, you know, like a think tank. I mean, some people would write grants. There would, you know, there would be people who wrote grants um, to uh, to energy companies, alternative energy companies, to. You know, to to fucking whatever came up uh, uh, to raise money for to research alternative energy methods, um, alternative agriculture methods. Uh, I mentioned the potato thing. I think like uh, this is more uh, like the pipe dream kind of me thing. But another thing that I think would would actually do quite well would be to have a small hemp brick making uh, uh, plant on property. Um, not, you know, obviously at the start, maybe to build tiny houses with, but uh, hemp bricks are um, definitely on the up. Sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to type something out, but like, yeah, uh, about, uh, uh, gosh, Glenn's question, I mean, comment, uh, about R40 is like six inches. I mean, I found some really dense stuff, which is like around the mid-range mile, which uh, which is pretty like not bad. Dude, I put fucking R40 up in the basement that went on K Street and I are sitting in right now. It's pretty. It gets pretty warm, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. But um, it's like it's two a inches. Putting it up. Well, I mean, that's why that's why you actually use gloves and don't what? wear. Of so course, you wear gloves, me. especially when you're working with insulation. Anyways, um, so when you're working with R40, I mean, there's like two inch R40, which is pretty fucking dense. Um, it's pretty expensive. It's around the mid range, but you know, it's down there. Now, is this a backed R40? It's backed, yeah. Yeah. And which yeah. way does the back go? Uh, the back goes to the uh, the pad with the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're working with foam, like you just put it like right well, on there, and then yeah, you didn't tell me which way it goes, Dallas. It's where the paper goes. If you're working with uh, if you're working with foam, you are going to work with uh, the. You're just gonna need to place it on with the front where all the writings is. And uh, yeah. with the paper, like with the the cotton stuff, with that, 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 goes over. The ceiling? that goes in the back. The paper goes oh, on the front, and then you put it on the wall. I gotta go take this all out. I okay. Did it wrong. No, I'm just I, kidding. 
So what about Please, spray foam? What about spray foam insulation? Like you're working with a cellulose product? I've never really worked around with spray foam. Um, I worked with uh, like like boards, like foam boards and stuff. Um, I mean that's that's what my dad worked with, and also the padding with my dad and I uncle. That's pretty much it. And yeah. <laughs> my all wires thing. My foundation is still fine. I need your pops, Alec. I I know. You you need your foundation work done. Oh my God! It's a it's a it's a it's it's a fluid situation, which is not a good descriptor when you're talking about a foundation. Hmm. Huh. Huh. No, I mean in all honesty, I do. I I mean it's it's okay because I have these I beams up, but. Uh, yeah. We might I mean, have, have, have liquid uh, liquefaction going on in Vermont. Yeah. Um, also, Glenn, actually, there's some like brand new stuff around ProBuild. Um, where from where I'm at, I mean, the the styrofoam like uh, insulations, like what, like R10, uh, pretty much a half an inch. That's what I have R10 up on my wall right now. And it's half an inch. No. No. No, it's not, it's not. cheap. No. No. James, you owe me a coat or some coat. It's definitely not cheap. Uh, no. And I mean, but it works. Yeah, it 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 does it does work. Um. What's even more exciting is I got uh, the wood stove in the basement working again. With, well, with I mean, Glenn, wood. Glenn, let's let's think about this. Like, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, you're gonna like spend ten thousand dollars on a ha- like on a building that is basically uh, like un like under two hundred twenty like two hundred feet, right? And uh, according to your building codes and yada, 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 I mean, I had to do that. My dad had to do that with the shed uh, that he built for a boss. And when you're working with that, I mean, it's a little bit kind of like you can build something pretty easily with under $10,000, especially 5000 I mean, it's not really that bad. Okay, so... Hey, and I figured out you can go to Home Depot and buy their biggest shed, ten grand. You can finance it for less than a hundred bucks a month, and with another probably twenty five hundred bucks, make it beyond livable. It's got two floors. Yeah, uh, like a, a living loft. area and then a loft. Yeah. Right, they mm-hmm. they put it on a slab for you, um, okay. you know, and I mean, and and this is obviously sort of the horror or the prostitutes' cheap way out, but like that's a direct avenue to kind of using the system to get a tiny home community. You finance it for less than a hundred bucks a month. Finance five of them, seven of them, you know. You're still under a grand a month, 
and then we go back to what you were talking about, you know, charge people 125. Yeah. So you 125 cover, like 200 bucks. Yeah, you know, just just enough to cover your expenses plus put some in the kettle, you know. Um and uh, you know, that's the most direct route. But then if you go on like tiny home forums and stuff like that, people sell them all the time. Um for much less than that. Um, and obviously the condition is commiserate on price or the price is commiserate on condition. But, um, you know, as, as long as I've been in this community, um, one of, I think like sort of the, the constant, um, as far as like stress level goes is, um, the, uh, uh, consistency of living arrangement and rent. Um, yeah. And that has certainly been a huge anxiety for me in, in my whole adult life. Um, so, again, I think there's ways that, to alleviate that. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, and this is me offering a way to build instead of burn. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. I mean, propane is is completely affordable. Alcohol, um, you know that that might uh, doing it with alcohol might take a, a little bit of time in the old R and D uh, building, uh, but that's well, what I mean, that research building would be for. Uh, well, I mean, about, if you're talking about, about like about alcohol burning stoves and stuff, I mean, when you're talking about like uh alcohol burning stoves or um uh other things or maybe you can distill your own shit. I don't fucking know. I mean No no, you're right on point. I mean what about waste? Like I mean I don't you know, I don't know if you have or a, also waste a compost um, pit at, at your at your house. Compost but, I mean, toilet people who have a garden know that when it's fucking zero degrees outside you can reach your hand in the middle of that compost pile and it's hot. Um so yeah. clearly it's creating a thermal energy that can be um, captured, processed, and turned into energy. Um, okay. You know, this is a huge, huge, huge... If you drive by a fucking landfill and you see a fucking pipe sticking out of it and there's flame coming off of it and you drive by that fucking landfill for 10 years and that flame never goes out, clearly that's a source of methane gas. Of course, and that's always great to see that, you know, methane is actually being used, especially for vehicles. I mean, the barely, yeah, you're right. But methane is actually being used around uh, solar, ethanol, right? You know, okay, solar is a renewable energy source. Ethanol, absolutely not. Ethanol is asinine. Ethanol is as dumb as fracking, almost, if not dumber. Right? What's a renewable? What's the only thing that we will always, always produce? Waste. Right? Yep, if it's exactly. organic, if it's carbon based, it breaks down. You know, this is what oil is made of. You don't pick some lab and figure out how to extract that energy from it before it breaks down into fucking fossils and all, you know, and then finally the crude. Yes, I think they can. 
I mean, I think we're already looking at that right now. I mean, yeah. But let's think. Uh, let's think about this because when you're talking about like methane, like some of the some scientists and shit are actually saying, okay, let's make a methane burning. I mean, I think some of it's like doing that right now, and also for like heat uh, energy sources. Um, another thing is that you know, like you were talking about, like uh, you know, the peat moss and it's working. I mean, scientists are already figuring out how. You know, oil is actually being produced into, like, crude. So I bet you they're going to go around, like, with lab experiments and just start using that and start doing that for what fucking ever. All right, well, here's another another great point you raise, right? Like, you know, a lot of these alternative um, energy potential sources have been explored, have proven to be viable, um, at least in... in some markets, um, whether in the prototype phase, yes, but then who puts a stop to it? The fossil fuel company, you know, I mean, they're like, apparently there's an algae out there that heats itself, produces enough energy simply by eating itself, but it also reproduces itself simply by that action alone creates, you know, more energy than a lithium battery. You know, that, I mean, that might be YouTube fiction. I'm not a hundred percent percent sure before you go investing, do a little research. But you get my point. Like yeah. there's a lot of there's there's a lot of alternatives. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the you know the, the free energy you know grift on the internet, but legitimate, you know, more um, um pragmatic energy sources that are definitely either, uh, you know, retarded or slowed down or completely derailed by um, the energy conglomerate that exists. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, I think it's kind of bullshit, to be honest. I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? It's absolutely bullshit. Do? You know, I mean, hemp, right? Hemp, that's why hemp is not, or was the illegal of made illegal, and that's why we do Mhm. I think we're seeing a, um, a very big, you know, kind of switch between that, which is always really good. Um, well, I was really looking forward to peak oil. You know, I, like, kind of had my heart set on peak oil. Oh, where you get that shit? I, but, but, but the fact of the matter is that that technology advanced beyond the ramifications of reaching peak oil. And so now we have um, alternative methods of extracting uh, not crude oil, but tar sands oil or shale oil. Um, And it has turned the whole fossil fuel sort of equation on its head. And so now nobody, you know, nobody talks about peak oil anymore, the end of oil, the end of cheap oil. Now it's all gas, frack gas, natural gas. We're laying natural gas pipes here, here, here. And I and I keep wondering at what cost over earthquakes for what? Exactly. And you know, and and if Oklahoma's earthquakes are, are so overt, right? Like they're actually measured, people feel them, they're on the news. What are the other 
more subtle uh, uh, consequences of uh, you know this desperate extraction of, of of fossil fuel of carbon oil. And I know yeah. we're going to talk about this is Canadian Glenn because I mean his a lot of his country is essentially being ravaged by it, and uh, and also. Very few people benefit from it. I mean, it's it, it's really up to Glenn, but usually every single kind of show that we do, he usually speaks. But it's whatever. It's really up to Glenn. If you want to go ahead and talk, my man, go ahead and do so uh, about like the 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 oil. Which I mean, to be honest, I, I this is like really really bad for me, but I don't know. I mean. I, I think we should really like start like importing our oil, like exporting our oil to like other countries and stuff, because you know we're the biggest imp- uh, we're like the biggest uh, you know country to like you know like uh, drill out our oil, but we never really give it out. We're only doing it for our own companies. You know, it's completely fucking cheap right now, which is which is good. I like two dollars a gallon, so. Well, I mean, that that, that, I mean, you realize that's that's all connected to uh, Saudi Arabia um, and sort of their proxy battle with Russia and Syria. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, the reason that gas is so cheap right now has nothing to do with supply and demand. Um, it has to do with uh, Saudi Arabia dumping a shit ton of crude on the market uh, yeah. to lower the price to weaken uh, Putin's, uh, you know, Putin's Putin's main move. Um, yeah. But it, it, you know, it, what I mean, I mean, can we just go into the fucking quagmire that that is the uh, the precipice of World War Three? Yeah, that's also another thing that we need to talk about is, you know, since Russia, Syria, and, uh, of course, us, you know, the United States government, you know, we have to secure a fucking, you know, kind of dominance inside the Middle East rather than just sell our fucking oil to other countries. You know, that would be a lot better, to be honest, and get the fuck out of all those other countries. I I mean, I personally think that, that this... Sort of the uh, um, the emergency state, or sort of the elevated state of uh, uh, vigilance that, that the government is in after Paris, and now um, after Turkey shooting down the uh, the Russian jet, really started probably six or seven months ago when Israel bombed Syria. Uh oh, lunch on. And now what we're seeing... I thought you said two hours and like 20 minutes, man. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. We're seeing the the ripple effects of, um, you know, of of Israel bombing Syria and and also the United States uh, signing that nuclear treaty. Um, that already, I think, is going a little bit south with Iran. Um, of course. But, Glenn, welcome to the show, man. And uh, thank you for your show. It was a great one. 
and thanks for uh, allowing me to speak. But welcome to Third Rail Radio. We're just going all over the place here. Uh, feel free to talk about whatever you want. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're It's going all over now, but the problem is Turkey. The problem has been Turkey for a while. Um, I don't I don't really understand how long they're going to be allowed to get away with this. Right now, they are playing the same role Saddam used to play. And yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it can't go on forever. No, I mean, and it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty startling to me. Uh, you know, like how um, uh, sort of. Uh, combative they're being, and 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 I don't. I mean, they're not making anybody happy, nor have they been for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I know you you followed Red Hat for a while, um, and uh, that I mean that that crew was talking about about uh, Bertalan and, and where he was taking the country um, several years ago. That's a real big factor you mentioned right there. Red Hack. Where'd they go? What happened? Three quarters of them were arrested, the rest of them in hiding. Exactly. I mean, Erdogan is fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, Serena Shim. I mean, let's, let's take a moment to talk about that. Like, I mean, there's no country in NATO uh, that has ever, ever, ever clamped down on free speech, civil rights, human rights, the freedom of the press, the way Turkey has in the last four years. I mean, it's kind of been the writing on the wall. Well, for ever since the Second World War, the fail-safe excuse to get the American military up your ass was to kill an American citizen. Serena Shim was born and raised in the United States. The State yep. Department doesn't even recognize her name. No. So, I, mean, I mean, that's an indication of how big the game is here. But, I mean, Serena was the first one to see it. It cost her her life. Well, uh, Erdogan, Erdogan won the election a week ago or whatever. The next day, television stations get dropped from providers. Newspapers are closed. Editors are arrested that have the same evidence Serena had. Oh, jeez. You know, uh, then he shoots down that Russian plane. Sure. It's, it's ridiculous. Turkey has incurred into Greek airspace over a thousand times in the last four years. Doing the same thing, you know. But, I mean, Greece is like, yeah, over there, you know. It's stupid. It's provocation. And now Putin has what he says is conclusive evidence of Turkey supplying Daesh with weapons, with satellite photography. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he does. And he also does. I mean, he's shown the proof of um, Daesh oil. Um, yeah. You that know, too. blowing from captured oil fields, uh, going right into Turkey, 
and Turkey helping them transport it from there and and basically fencing it. And uh, the, and the word is that the one person in Turkey who's making the biggest skim off that is Erdogan's son, whose name is Belial, which is yep. fantastic because I do believe Belial was a minion of Satan, Allah Belzebub, Mephistopheles. Cool. I mean, who the fuck named their kid Belial? So you know what this is looking like. You know, Simeon. You know what this looks like. That's absurd. Sorry, I digress. So, so. This is exactly about ops. Okay, let let him speak. Let him speak. Let Glenn speak. I know. I am sorry. I get excited. This is this is starting the Serena Shim show. That's hard to say. This is starting to look like the Mubarak family. We got Daddy on the throne. We got his crazy family that wants everything else. And he provides for them because he can. And it's starting to look like the Mubarak family or the Qaddafi family. Yeah. Or the way that Saddam kept his family. A dynasty, a nepotistic dynasty. Well, it's not so much a dynasty. It's not necessarily going to be any survivors, but it's, it's certainly nepotism to an extreme. I mean, no. once the fucking once once this happens, you know, once the uh, the Turkish people get really really angry, at, you know, these people, uh, uh, the uh, the the president or whoever, I mean, all hell is gonna break loose. Yeah, but that's why he's keeping everything cranked up at home. True. You know, he's creating a lot of dissent in his own country. I mean, killing that. Kurdish human rights lawyer who spoke who spoke at a rally for peace and he was assassinated. I mean, really, the ball. It's no different than what they did to Bhutto. It's the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, so since the Serena Ship uh, Serena Shim show um, that we did, uh, you know. Obviously, I kind of became fascinated with with what what she did see, and I've come to the conclusion that what she saw uh, was what Seymour Hirsch referred to uh, uh, two years ago as the rat trail or the red trail, um, which which was a direct line um, between ISIL and Turkey. And uh, his report was actually bad. in the United States, if you can believe that. Oh, I believe uh, it. it. Oh, was yeah. Bad. Um, so Seymour Hirsch, so I think that, that what what uh, Serena came across was, um, you know, sort of uh, this same pipeline um, of weapons and, and troops and, and, you know, maybe human trafficking, Um in 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 its newest nefarious form, um, and uh, you know, if they banned Seymour Hersh's article in the United States, and he's one of the most um, acclaimed and respected journalists, at least you know, for the, I mean, I think he's actually pretty unbiased to be honest. Um, in America, uh, then of course they would kill her for seeing that. Well. 
as far as I'm concerned, anything that Seymour Hirsch says and puts his reputation on, then it's the truth. That's all there is to it. Um, Seymour, I would, I, I would be very close to unequivocally agreeing with you, but I'm no. still giving a commitment. No, Seymour Hirsch is the real deal. But but the difference is, Seymour Hirsch is published by organizations that are within the sphere of influence of Washington. Serena Shim worked for Press TV. Absolutely. An Iranian uh, news agency. That's right. That's why she had to die. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, and that is, I mean, I think that is the sort of the blanket excuse from the State Department, uh, which is a, which is inexcusable, um, you know, as to why she didn't get a lot of fanfare or so on and so forth. Um, and it's just a lie, uh, because any ambitious journalist would take a job with any fucking outfit uh, in this absolutely competitive world of, of, you know, on the, on the ground journalists. Um, and well, uh, so to critic, to criticize her for her ambition, um, while being an American is, is hypocritical. <clears throat> well, I just found that the actual story of how Serena became a journalist and where did she get that kind of spirit and belief and value system? Was from growing up in the United States. Absolutely. And yet she chooses to work for the Iranian broadcaster because they give her the freedom to do well, I mean, what they, she wanted, they, when they wanted, she wanted. They wanted to be recruited by CNN and, and so on, and, you know, or Fox or whatever. That might have been you know, the best opportunity she had at the time. And she, just no. like sometimes if you're a cook, sometimes the best opportunity you have at the time is to flip burgers. But if you do it the fucking best you can, and you do it no, with no. Pride, it's a legit work. She, she would not leave press TV because she knew she would not get that kind of freedom working for a Western network or a Western wire service. Gotcha. She stayed with Press TV because they let her do what she wanted when she wanted. No news is good news. You go do your thing. We'll take care of it after you gather. It is. That's, I mean, it's crazy how, like, all American she she is, was, you know, too. Like, right down from the motivations for her, like, ambition, you know, not to mention just her aesthetic. Like, Well, really, I mean... She got her education in the States. She was going to go to Lebanon and get involved in the politics of the country. That was what she wanted to do with her American education and her Lebanese father. Go back there and actually do some good in the government. That's what she wanted to do. Then she got there and she got exposed to it and she decided... I ain't never changing anything from inside this machine. So I'm going to go and be a journalist so I can find all their shit. That's how I will change things. That's That was her whole thing. You know? I'm glad you shared that like that, too. Because, uh, yeah, 
She did go to be a politician. Yep. She wanted to get into the civil service, you know. I mean, things are different how they run it there. It's not so regimented like it is here, federal, state, county, you know. Like, it's it's not like that over there. I mean, no. fuck, the, the whole country of Lebanon is smaller than Massachusetts, for Christ's sake. Yes. So, you know, so it's different. But there's a federal government, and the towns have governments. So, I mean, it's kind of all the same animal. So, you know, and I mean... Isn't that a narrative of, of sort of the the American dream um, or American colonialism in some form, like to go to non-democratic countries and proselytize the benefits of... Well, that's American exceptionalism, but that's aside from the point. Well, yeah, I mean, Lebanon's a democratic country. It's not a dictatorship. It's not run yeah. by the military. It's it actually, it's amazing that Lebanon holds together through oh, all yeah. the fucking shit they're put through. I mean, 25% of the population in Lebanon right now is Syrian. You know? I mean, that's amazing. And they haven't asked for a fucking dime from anybody. They haven't asked for papers from anybody. Just, okay, well, I guess all you guys are coming in. You're all Arabs. How's it going? You know? I mean, Lebanon, you know, they're they're around that Middle Eastern area, I bet you. You know, they're pretty well, they cool border, guys. Is, they border Israel, Syria, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan. Jordan, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But still, I mean, to be oh, yeah. to get the sides of Massachusetts and border Israel and and sure, yeah. persist, you know. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's the whole thing being said lately, too, about if Daesh is being financed through oil, there's also the issue of. Rupert Murdoch being a majority shareholder in a oil company that is drilling in the Syrian Golan Heights that Israel has held for 40 years, you know, or not 40, 30 years. And this is what the war, the Daesh war is all about, too. Israel wants the Golan Heights to be Israel, and they think this is how they're going to get it done. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that was my point about them bordering Israel. I mean, Israel has had its eyes on the Cohen Heights since yeah. inception. Um, and I think it's kind of really interesting that, you know, we want to give um, a little bit of money, you know, but they haven't really asked for it around Lebanon. So, I mean, they're, I guess they're pretty productive people around the society. It's just I, I don't really get why, you know, our own government would say, okay, you know, well, we'll let in all these males who are pretty fucking young. Um, and also, Canada, thank goodness. I mean, you guys are taking the women and children. You guys can, you guys can put them within your own values. So that's so that's pretty good. But we're we're stuck with the fucking bad apples. Well, I still put a lot of faith into it that the people who are trying like hell to get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. are the people who aren't into what's happening there. So, yep. I mean, this 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 whole fucking theory about terrorists being in the refugees, 
For them, that is such a waste of resources to fucking set it all up. Okay, well, you're, you're going to be in this camp now for 18 months to three years. So uh, when you hear this name, like, fuck off. That's just, but, it doesn't but, make but there's sense. No, there's no logical no. connection between what happened in Paris and the initiation of this whole uh, scrutinization of, of, of refugees. Well, what it was about is that Hollande was having a lot of trouble selling his own Patriot Act. That's what it was all about. You know. You mean the whole thing in Paris, or 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 well, just the, the sort I of mean, the, the arrest of the flow of, of just look at the chain of events. Yeah. We had we had Charlie Hebdo, and then France has their Patriot Act. People don't fucking like it. This is spying on us. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. in like six weeks, the people of France are going to wake up just like we did after 9-11, and they're going to go, That's or right. some of us did after 9-11, they're going to go, what the fuck? That's this right. Crazy. We're in a you state know. of emergency until when? It's now, like, that's Egypt. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? You know but, but, I mean, Egypt. this is the thing. There's a pattern. There's a pattern. Hebdo, Patriot Act, disgruntlement, another attack. And now the act is out in fucking force. Look in Canada. That bullshit attack in Ottawa here. Same day. Anti-terror bill. Guess what happens? I mean, I'm not judging one way or another. Yeah, I'm not judging one way or another if these are false flags or what. But this is a pattern. It exists. Well, regardless if they're false flags or not, politicians certainly co-opt them. And, and, And the famous words of Rahm Emanuel, you can't let a crisis go to waste. Um, you know, so you know whoever is, is responsible for the act, um, you know, sort of using the act um, to uh, you know further consolidation of power, or um, even if it's the in the politician's own mind. Um, to get them elected for another term, even if it's two years away, this is justification for all of this overprotectionist bullshit, um, which which both you guys just said. But um, you know, and and I mean Paris or France, um, you know, they uh, they we have about they, a minute and thirty seconds left before. Before you get into that conversation real quick, we have a minute and 30 seconds left. If you guys would like to call in and listen to the show while we are in overtime, the number is 646-929-148. And also the BTR number is – my username is uh, 023. BTR listener is 023. Yep. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. All right, go on. What, you can't remember? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so I, I think it's kind of interesting about what you were trying to say. I mean, you know, these these people. I mean, they. It's just a basic standard operating procedure. You know, nine eleven. I like everybody feeling scared. They just want to be safe. They want to go in their little pillow fort, and then then you know, our government just says, "Oh yeah, we'll keep you safe." 
We'll put you. We'll have this thing called the Patriot Act, you know, which is unpatriotic and fucking ridiculous and completely unconstitutional, and uh, we get fucked. But right, and it, and uh, you know, in my most cynical, it comes down to, uh, you know, to to the dollars and cents, like how much money can we funnel into government to then funnel out of government and into our own coffers, into our own checking accounts. Um, yeah. You know, in addition to the, can I get a, a elected to another term if the, my constituents believe, you know, the the fact that I am capable of protecting them. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Like, that's just such a crazy human notion to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but don't forget, I mean, when they go looking for who's going to be in the House of Representatives for, say, Massachusetts 12 in three more cycles, they know the kind of person they're looking for. They, yeah, you're right. You know, they're going to look for somebody who's not ugly, uh, is self-centered, uh, likes to belong to, you know, a little club where we do dirty shit. And they just look for people. I mean, if you've seen Oliver Stone's movie, W, there you go. There's the fucking system right there. Yep. Yeah. You know, the money shows up and they tell you, you can be our guy. And that's how it yeah. works. So, I mean... You know, I mean, there's something fundamentally wrong there. And, I mean, that's why I keep saying all the time up here and nobody listens. We but need I to mean, get... Yeah, we, I mean, that's we, beyond we, fundamentally wrong. I mean, I guess you can't get beyond fundamentally wrong. That is, like, a big part of the problem. We have to get to rid of parties. Two, yes, two choices. I used to have a naive hope that when all the old guys with gray hair died, things would change, but this this institution of nepotism seems to uh, not just be financial, it seems to be ideological also. Oh, it's endemic. I mean, that's the way the system is set up currently. Face it. You know, I mean, all this stuff that was written and pounded into us about the institutional rot and corruption in the communist Soviet Union. How the fuck is it so different here? It's not, you know, and it's and it's a powerful force too because you know, uh, I you know maybe maybe it's got something to do with having kids and all that shit. But I have seen many good friends of mine fall right into line with with that construct. Um, you know, after. Uh, spending most of their lives like uh being outside the system and doing and doing good things. Um, it's interesting. Well, it's hard to live without the grid, man, and that's on purpose, you know? Like they want to be the only fucking game in town. And yep. they're pretty close they're pretty close to it. You know? Yeah, there's an, there's another show we should do sometime. I would like to I I would like some time to investigate the solar industry. You know, I think the solar industry is the new like student loan thing. I mean, it is it's a it's a tool. 
it's a tool to uh, uh, trick people into thinking this is something they have to have. I'm not saying it's not beneficial in a lot of instances, but it's clearly not a technology that is an automatic um, net gain. And, um, you know, basically now there are companies that will tell you they're putting in the, I mean, it's a cable thing. It's a cable box scan. You know, they put in the solar panels and then you sign a long, long contract and uh, they get the tax credit and then charge you monthly. I mean, it's literally a cable scan. Um, And, you know, if if solar isn't done correctly, if it's done quickly, um, it, it tends to not work. It tends to not not be efficient. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, I mean, if you're doing it off the grid, I mean, you'll be fine. You know, you don't have to deal with the bullshit um, on, you know, like, like city. Like, my mom did that before. You know, you just put it up in inverter batteries and then you just put up your solar panel. Yeah, well, that's money. Your mom's money. That's, that's excellent. But, I mean, you know, now it's, it's, it's turning into something um, that people are being tricked into thinking they have to have, just you know, just like cable. Well, um, yeah, but it's 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 transitional. Do you remember analog satellite TV? Yeah. With the fucking six foot dishes. Yeah. I mean, it was a transitional industry, and it was very dishonest. You, and, and it was a very high margin. That's why it was sell, sell, sell. It was like Glengarry Glen Ross, for Christ's sake. But once digital came in, that was it. That industry was dead. If you didn't convert, you're done. Yeah. Get, some, get something else to do. And this is the thing with these solar guys you're talking about. They're the fucking analog satellite right now. Yeah, yeah. That's a great analogy. You know, and and then my other con- you know concern is that these companies that are the the sort of the uh, you know the gray hat you know analog satellite salesmen in the solar industry, like all their solar panels come from China, um, yeah. and they're not using the most efficient silicates, mirrors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it. It might be doing more harm to the solar industry um, than good. And especially uh, the environment itself. I mean, yeah, from what I've heard, there's a few uh, articles on it that, you know, the solar industry, the solar panels and stuff are, like, doing more worse than, like, any other, like, electricity. than just by yeah. running your electricity right over here. But, I mean, when you guys talk about efficiency and scale and this and that, I mean, you're looking at it from far too practical of you compared to somebody like, say, GE. Now, I mean, look at what's happening in Paris with this COP21. There's a huge corporate area right there. Oh, yeah, the the environmentalist and yada, yada. Oh, no, we're talking Coca-Cola, General Electric, Airbus. All these fucking corporations have their hospitality areas right there. At COP21, 
And the thing is that one of the reasons they're there, as far as I'm concerned, is if enough big markets can come up with a sales plan for some sort of huge solar investment, you better believe GE's right there at the table with them. Oh, yeah. Phillips and Thompson and... um, that fucking Jap or that Chinese fucking outfit, da- uh, not Daiwei, but something like that. I mean, uh, Samsung or If they can create the market, they'll do it. They don't give a fuck if it's oh, yeah. efficient or not. If they can generate enough sales in a short enough period of time, they'll fucking do it. They don't care if it's going to work. Everybody but they don't it. care how much fucking like resources it's gonna take. I mean, like that's just that's the thing about this like corporate fascist market. I mean, really, it it just takes it's away you know competition. It takes away the it's competition. And since you're not part of the fucking league, go fuck off. I mean, think about dams. Think about detriment to our ecology <laughs> that we've inflicted by. Erecting dams at the, you know, for energy. So there's no reason that won't happen with solar. Um, but on a quick comical note, um, there's a pretty big solar field in, I think it is in San Bernardino County. Um, it's one of the biggest ones on the West Coast. And I guess it's incinerating flocks of birds. Wow. <laughs> I guess no one found that as funny as I did. I, I, I think that's actually kind of funny. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, I mean, I, I drove past the thing. You can literally feel the heat coming off of it. Oh, um, boy. I mean, it, it is it is pretty nutty. It's a, uh, a pretty nutty sight to see. It's somewhat surreal. But I guess... Um, well, I yeah, mean, it, at least you're not, like, in the cold, the, the dead winter. Like, while you're doing it? Like, where was this? Oh, this was in the desert. Like, in San, in eastern San Bernardino County. Probably 100 miles outside of L.A. To okay. The, to the east, maybe 120. Um, you know, in, in high sun area. Definitely. Okay. And, and this is uh, up, up here. Uh, Kay um, was amazed at how many solar panels we have up here because, uh, you know, we do, in Vermont, we actually do have a lot of, um, so, you know, houses with solar panels um, on them, uh, fairly early adapter to it, and a lot of people questioned it because it's a northern state. Do you get enough sunlight to make it worthwhile? Uh, but all of our solar panels are on, on servos, um, and they track yeah. the sun. Um yep. And so they're about as as efficient as they can be. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're I mean especially when you're uh, when it attracts the sun, I mean it's pretty nice to see that happen. Um, or oh, you yeah, just put it on to us. Are you kidding me? I rode one of those things for seventy two hours straight. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, they're. It seems like they're pretty effective for the most part. Um. I, now, here's one thing. I can understand why, you know, a lot of people in Vermont are, like, going down to solar panels. They'd prefer to not, you know, they prefer to make more money and, you know, 
I think most people like that kind of move to be a little bit more um, ecologically smart, but at the same time, they're not really thinking about the ways of maybe it's affecting their environment and the environment its own self. So it's it's weird. Well, people get their panties all up in a bunch up here about uh, uh, windmills. Really? Yeah, which is really odd to me. But if you've ever been close to one of those huge windmills, that shit will give you a seizure. I mean, they are huge, man. And, like, the shadows from them and stuff. But, you, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So well, I mean, kind of hey, if you have a, a epilepsy, then yeah, maybe, yeah. But, like, for, for like, wind farms and shit, fuck no. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I mean, I would... I would. I mean, most of the most of the people who complain about them are like rich uh, transplants um, who complain that their view has been um, marginalized. Which is but what a fucking wind farm! I mean, come on, children. They're, they're just yeah, children. children. What's amazing is in coal country in Pennsylvania, how many wind farms there are. But oh, then you learn that the wind farms power the coal power the coal plants. It's really weird. It, that's pretty fucky. That Isn't is that bizarre, man? It, it really is kind of nutty. I mean... I did. Yeah, I went through there like six months ago and I was amazed at how many windmills, wind farms were up on every ridge of like the Allegheny Mountains and stuff. And um, and I asked the guy about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's great. They all power the coal plants. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it seems like around the Lancaster area, um, it, it seems like, you know, that it's kind of, like, nutty, especially around, like, Pennsylvania, its own self. I don't know. Pennsylvania is crazy. I mean, yeah. you have the Amish, you've got the Mafia, you got the Polacks, you have uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know what? It's crazy over there. Yeah. I mean, I think it might be a little bit more nuttier than Colorado, so I'm a little bit happy about that. Well, Colorado is delightfully nutty. Oh, no. If you call going around, like, within a, uh, a Planned Parenthood, you know, place... Then yeah, maybe. I know. I know. I can't believe all three of those things did did occur in Colorado, and there is still this sort of like bucolic, kind of glowing image of Colorado. But you're right. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, we got South Park, so we got we got that going for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Right. On. All right, but uh, yeah. So you the and the mountain biking and the lesbians and the Subarus and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, the Subarus. Oh god, there's there's just too many damn Subarus, especially when you're going down to Moffat. Ugh. Oh, they're a they're a harbinger of hell. Ugh, man. Everybody has. Um, Everybody has a Subaru, you know. Oh yeah, it does all wheel drive and then blah 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 blah. blah. Partially zero emission all wheel drive. Yeah. Did did you die off? Are you still here? I'm still here, my brother. I'm still here. 
that that was fun. We should get back on the schedule. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely down. But like, and here's another thing. I I don't know because I and about like the topic about like a like the Planned Parenthood thing. I'm kind of like thinking that you know. I I don't like you know seeing kids die. I really don't, especially like unborn children. They they don't really like deserve that, to be honest. If you, you mean get as that, far as abortion, yeah, like an abortion itself. You know my own opinion because I know it's like a woman's right to do it, but the, she also has a right to actually you know let her man have a condom, or she has a right to get the day after pill. She also has a right a right to you know do some other things to. To give it out as an adoption. I mean, there's so many things, man. I mean, you could do. There are, but do, there are definitely, um, and and I'm certainly uh, not pro-abortion. Um, I I would I don't I hope there's not a lot of people who are pro-abortion. Um, I think that there's I think that there's instances. Um, when it's necessary, then yeah. Or painful enough, um, or the threatens the health of of the mother. Of the mother. That yeah. Um, you know that that. Come, I don't know, man. It's a complicated issue, you know. But um, all I know is I'm not a woman, and it's hard for me to to. Uh, I would never make a decision. For anybody oh, yeah. else, let alone a woman. Um, oh, yeah. You know, do I, do I think that that you know being being a fucking flaky broad and and being pregnant at at eight you know whatever it is twenty seven weeks or something and all of a sudden deciding to go get an abortion because you think your child is going to be an inconvenience to you? Do you? I don't think that that's cool. I don't think that Absolutely. that's right. I think that's pretty grotesque, you know. But again, like, it is not my place to to decide. Um, and uh, if people have the freedom to choose, then there has to be a safe place for those people to manifest that choice. I mean, you you can't make that choice, but there's also different options. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if and if a friend of mine came to me and asked my advice on what they should do, um, I would I would like to think that I would honestly help them explore every other opportunity besides um, aborting. You know, unless it was one of those extreme circumstances. Oh yeah, same here. And you know what? It, and also, I kind of, like, get into, like, the thing about, like, you know, although you can actually use, like, the, the stem cells within the umbilical cord uh, to, you know, use as for research, but not as, like, like, sell off those baby parts. It's just, it's just really, really weird. Oh, dude, that's beyond weird. That's reprehensible. Like, oh, that, yeah. I, I don't know if it happened or it didn't happen, um, but the... the you know the notion of it um it's it's unethical um and more it's criminal um first and foremost um uh, you know it's 
not allowed by law in in the medical community, and not that I'm all of a sudden putting a whole lot of uh, faith in the law, but I mean, it just it just re I mean, it just I mean, come on, like it's like porn. You know it when you see it. That shit is wrong. Yeah. You can't be selling fucking fetal parts um, when you are in the business of helping people. Um, and I'm not again, really helping. I don't know whether it happened or not, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if those videos are actually true or not, but, you know, at, at the same time, my, my heart kind of feels it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. Um you know, again, I mean, abortion is, like, I think less than 5% of what Planned Parenthood does. Um, Planned Parenthood does a shit ton of those things you're talking about, um, offering alternatives uh, to young mothers, uh, uh, unfit mothers. Um, like, they really do provide an incredible scaffolding and infrastructure and resources for moms who are thinking about this to explore uh, all the alternative sources. It's not like you go in there um, and and they say, oh, yeah, drop, jump on the table. We're going to fucking, you know, slam up, hang her up your pussy and pull that baby out. Like, it, it's uh, Jesus, man. It's, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> like, you know, regardless of the woman who founded it and her, her, um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, genetic elitism ways, they do a great amount of good, uh, you know. Yeah. It, it seems like they do, but, you know, I can't really help but to think that they probably, like, actually push that shit, in my own opinion. Well, that's just me. What, abortion? Yeah. Or, like, you I, know, I'm having gonna... the child and stuff and probably do that. I, I I think that, but I don't know. Okay, well, if you think about it from a business point of view, and and Planned Parenthood is a business that was so desperate for money that they were actually selling the, the the body parts of aborted fetuses uh, to laboratories and, who knows, North Korean voodoo shaman people, whatever, um, then to encourage abortions would be antithetical to profit because that's the most expensive option unless they are heavily, you know, unless they get paid for every abortion. And that might be something to look into. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, it's like seven, uh, I think it's like, uh, I'm guessing it's like 750 for a specimen, quote unquote specimen, but it's actually a fetus. That's in the, that's like in the, in the flesh trade. Right. But I mean, to, to put a woman through counseling, um, or to put a baby up for adoption um, is a, is actually can actually be profitable, right? An abortion is a pure cost um, strategy. There's no there's no profit in it unless they're getting paid. And I know. But I do you not think they are? 
no, I don't think they get paid per abortion. I think they have a budget um, that, that is partially subsidized by our government, um, and that might be an issue, but mostly funded by private donors. And they have to follow or by that the people. And every time we send somebody to the fucking gynecologist to get an abortion, it costs them way more than it would to have that child be, you know, adopted by a couple that will pay for it. I mean, a shit ton of money. Like, just oh, yeah. to fill out the, the, the application is a shit ton of money. You know, so I don't know. I mean, but I had no, I had never looked into it because you know what? It doesn't, like, that's extreme stuff to me, you know. Oh, yeah, that's, like, very, very wishy-washy. It's kind of, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there, there, there's a clear agenda. There's a clear possible agenda behind it, you know, the conservatives, uh, the born-again Christian right, absolutely of fours, you know, the oh, fact yeah. that they can even say the alphabet could mean nothing to them. But if Planned Parenthood was destroyed, that would make their day. You yeah. know, so there's that agenda that's clearly on the table. The fact that the GOP's whole underlining, underlying thesis of this whole election is anybody but Hillary and Hillary has a direct connection with Planned Parenthood is suspicious to me, and I fucking hate Hillary Clinton. You yeah. know, I I would rather masturbate to her Isaac. That is disturbing. Yeah. You know, I would literally. I, I mean, I would I would rather Ben Carson be president oh, just for the lull, no. just for the lull. You oh. know, instead of Hillary Clinton. Like she, well, I mean, you'll probably get, like, Bernie Sanders. I mean, uh, of how oh. much of a radical he is, I mean, ugh. <laughs> you are such a, uh, an agitator. I don't, I don't want... We're in Bernie land here. Yeah, I know. He knows that. I don't want Bernie to be president. I don't know. He kind of said I that he's kind of more of a... I think his heart would explode in the first fucking three or five weeks. Well, maybe so, because probably there's, like, I don't know. I mean, and look at Obama, look at George Bush, look at all the presidents. Look at how old they are after one term. I mean, how much older can Bernie Sanders look? We don't have a whole lot of threshold here. I mean, he'll just die in one year. He'll might, like, put a lot of whole bunch of, you know, of his, you know... Love or feeling the burn, quote unquote. If if politics was as simple as voting for the most decent person who was running, Bernie Sanders would win hands down. Yeah, but you know, when you're thinking about it like around a business sense, I mean, like what you were saying, I mean, I I don't know how you're supposed to pay for all the things that you're asking for. He's not a big government guy. He's been my senator for 10 years. We don't have a big government in Vermont. You're right. You know, he, he's a fair guy, and I'm not, I am I am not, um, uh, you know, stumping for, for Bernie Sanders right now, but he's yeah. a pragmatic, logical guy. Like anybody, again, I'll say anybody who claims to be 
vehemently anti-socialist, red terrified, and collects social security can suck my nuts. There is, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you have insurance, you know, and you go to the hospital, right, and it gets paid for, suck my other nuts. Like yeah, seriously. I mean, we have socialist components built in to our society from the New Deal, you know, from the greatest society, all the way back, like the fair things, the things that, you know, and and I'm not talking about socialism like Lenin, you know, the, the dog. No, like, the, not the like knowledge. Lenin socialism, yeah. I'm talking about common decency. Yeah. I mean, being, like, nice and giving out the money and stuff. And you're, like, I mean, you're right I'm about that. Saying, it has nothing to do with money. We can barter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can yeah. you can if barter for trades and services. So that's with the dollar. We could barter, you know. Like, right about that. I mean that, that. I mean that. That's that. That was for a long, long time a reasonable fiduciary instrument, trading skill for skill. You know. Oh, you're right about that, dude. Mm. Yeah, you said your name. Yeah. But a great conversation, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just really weird. It is. Well, I mean, there's a lot of contradictory messages. And a lot of people telling you to think this way and that way. And, and uh, you know, what's crazy is that a portion of almost everybody's spiel makes a little bit of sense. Uh, and I, yeah. I, you know, and I think that, that uh, people who think about stuff, you know, they consider the possibilities. But, it, but it, you know, it is weird. And we live in weird times, um, you know. Make no doubt. I mean, I've always been one of those people who thought that everybody always thought they lived in weird times just because they were alive. Um, but I'm starting. I'm, I'm starting to think that that there is there is some skull drudgery going on. I think we are living in a weird time, but you know, what are you gonna do, right? Just live your life. Go along, baby. You know. Love your friends, family, and just roll off. Yep. And you know what? One of these days, you know what I'm going to do, right? I'm coming up. Hell yeah. Well, well, it, I mean, off the radio, we 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 have to uh, we have to talk about this thing. Well, absolutely, we'll talk about it, or maybe you know, maybe well, you, you know how when I'm you're going off to. Just text me, get me going, and I'll 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 send you what I have on it. Well, I'll be happy to come over. You know what? Next time you're coming up to fuck California, come over here to Colorado. I need, I need, I need some human interaction, please. I w- dude, I w- I absolutely will. We were supposed to go down to your by, right by your way, but we just cruised. I know. I mean, I saw you got. It seemed like you guys were around Arizona and Utah. Oh man, it was. 
you know, it was a huge transition for for uh, for my boy, and uh, so we we flew across the country, and then we drove up and down the West Coast in some format or another three times, like from from Idaho to L.A., from L.A. to San Fran, then San Fran back to the to like the eastern San Bernardino County, like the edge of the desert, and then back okay. up. Okay. Man, that's <laughs> astounding. Yeah, but it was a beast trip. Oh, yeah, I bet so. But don't worry. One, I, I've got this, you know what? I'll even give you fucking beers, or I'll even pay for it. Fuck it. I'll, I'll pay for the night down in the hotel or whatever. Anytime. I'll, I'll, I'll Anytime. Hell yeah. I wish I was a northern light on a northbound Colorado train. Hell yeah. Smoke some herb, you know. Do all that crazy shit. Smoke some herb. Holla. Holla. R.I.D. I'm going to go right. throw something in the oven, but I will. I will. Uh, I will holla. All and, right. Uh, I'm definitely coming to Colorado to see you, but just just text me sometime. Text me sometime and just say, uh, send me what you have on uh, on the tiny home thing, and then I'll all remember right. and and I'll send it. I all right. Um. Well, I I can always DM you or text you, whatever, whatever works. And uh, see you when on K. If you're ever around. All Peace. right, my brother. Peace. <laughs>